This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Is the tie dead? Why aren't people dressing up anymore? You have to wonder a little bit, right? I guess some people do. There's people that are saying that the tie, the men's necktie, if I haven't been completely uh, clear on that, saying that the tie is dead. Is that true? Well, I want to spend a little time on the podcast this morning talking about a few of the benefits of wearing a tie. You know, it's a timeless aspect of men's fashion. Not everybody would agree with that. The whole idea of men's fashion just irks some people, I guess. Uh, But the fact of the matter is that it does add a touch of elegance, uh, you could say professionalism, uh, to your style, to your wardrobe. Lots of colors and styles to choose from. You can even decide how you're going to tie it. Bow ties, neck ties. Uh, Is there some other kind of tie? I don't know. What are you going to do? It used to be in some industries, uh, you know, wearing a tie was a must. People hated it. Guys would come home at the end of the day and rip the tie off and... I've had enough of the tie. It's like uh, taking your work boots off at the end of the day. It feels like a noose. Just having those boots unlaced and and the weight off your feet. Same thing with the tie. You know, you loosen up the tie and just the blood rushes back to your head. But uh, And maybe that was part of the reason that it was considered to be a bit of a, a sign of respect, right? That somebody who had a tie... Uh, was in a position that was maybe set apart, right? I mean, all these things applied to the tie, but apparently the rules on all that has changed. And one other little point I want to share with you, it also uh, can show that a little bit of dedication and show the boss that there's a little bit of a desire to uh, succeed when you want to look better than, than, uh, than anybody else. Why am I bringing all this up? Well, it's Sunday. I was looking for something a little lighter. I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, they're talking about nuclear war and World War Three, and Biden's a goofball, and eh, things are kind of a mess, really. And in the news, as you know, they like to sensationalize things, so they're really sensationalizing the mess. Hard to tell just how bad it is from day to day, I guess. And uh, I just want to take a little break from that, you know? It is Sunday. It's supposed to be the Sabbath in some circles. We're supposed to be worshiping and thanking God. Many of us still trying to figure out what that means exactly. Uh, but I think it is a good thing, right? That we had this this day that we came together, uh, if you will, to really focus on our, on our community, on each other. It was very selfless in a sense to do that. And that was part of the whole uh, tie-wearing, um, which I don't know what you'd say, period or whatever, you know, where people would, would wear ties to church. People would dress up to go to church. Where did that whole idea even come from, right? I mean, back in the in the days of, of the temple in, in Judea, going in in the sandals and robes, coming in off the off the fields or out of the desert, and they would go in into the uh, into the temple, right, uh, to worship. But then somehow here in America. Uh, the Protestant, and I guess really the Catholics maybe were the ones that brought the suit and tie, but I don't know if that's a fair assessment either. 
And I wonder if it was completely an American phenomena in that regard. I don't know. I just thought of that. Does anybody know how it came to be that formal attire uh, was worn in church? Maybe somebody knows the history of that. Well, anyway, the other, I, so I, I wanted to talk about this because I wanted something a little bit lighter, not so draconian. I'm going to touch on the topics of the day, but I'm going to quickly pivot out of that so that you can just kind of have something else to think about, something positive, something constructive. Like my mother used to say, turn off that boob tube and go do something constructive. This is what we need to do. That advice from my mother is exactly what the entire country needs to do. Turn off the boob tube and go do something constructive, for God's sake. It'll take your mind off of all this mayhem. You'll actually be doing something. Could you imagine if everybody's sitting around on social media and and and, and, and cable news and, oh, 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 if they're actually putting all that effort into, you know, go build roads and, and houses and, and places for people to, to live and 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 have recreation and, and farm. Oh, all this we've been, been led to believe is bad. That the world's going to end. This is the evil. That's the, that's the evil. The evil is the despair that, that's been brought on us. That there's, there's no faith. There's nothing to look forward to. No, we must act because the world is going to end. What? what kind of sales pitch is that? People are falling for it, really. But anyway. With all that going on, I said, you know, let's talk about something a little different and let's take a little different approach to the podcast on this Sunday. And lo and behold, I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about. Uh, ties wasn't the first thing to come to my mind. But the uh, the latest uh, Saturday evening post came out, February 20th, uh, 2023rd. And I'm a subscriber of the Saturday evening post. I wish uh, more people would do the same. I think it's a great periodical. And I actually get it uh, digitally, which is where this article came from, and I get the the print copy. And because I have a subscription, I get access to all the archives as well, which is just pretty cool, really. And I like it. I like periodicals. Uh, I like short books of information. I don't want to get down this whole rabbit hole right now. But anyway, the Saturday Evening Post sent the, the latest uh, edition out, and this was the the lead article. Is it time the tide died? They say not only does it not matter what you uh, what you wear while you work from home, it generally doesn't matter what you wear to work anywhere. Is that really true? I don't know. Is it true in the bank? I think the bankers are still wearing ties, are they not? The politicians are still wearing ties. Where is that? I don't know. Why would you wear a tie? In my opinion. Well, if you look back, the history, I did find the history of ties. Can you believe this? Traced back to the 17th century when Croatian mercenaries wore a piece of cloth around their necks. This fashion accessory soon spread to France, of course, and became known as the cravat. Am I saying that right? Over time, the cravat evolved into the necktie that we know today. Fascinating. It was in the 20s that the narrow necktie was in fashion, and in the 40s, the wider tie came into style. Today, ties are available in a variety of styles, colors, and patterns, and worn by both men and women in both formal and informal settings. Oh, is that what's going to happen? All the trannies are going to wear neckties to screw it up for everybody. I saw uh, a statistic. 
that uh, like over 7% of the American population identifies as LGBTQIABCDE. I couldn't stop myself there. Um, pretty fascinating, really. Maybe, maybe I'm going to throw myself, maybe, maybe I'm just a little gay or I'm just a little trans. You know, how much do you have to be to qualify for that? Like, is there like a, like a test? Like, what, what if, like if, if I ever put my arm around a guy, does that qualify? Because I, I've done that, you know what I mean? Right? I'd give him bro hugs. Does that count? I mean, in some circles, that's a little gay, you know what I mean? Does that put me in the gay category? Maybe I'm going to push it up to 8% here. I'd like to know how they're measuring. Once again, it was a study I didn't participate in. I'd be like, what are we talking about here? Like, what, what exactly qualifies as, as trans or gay or A or whatever? The, what's the I? I don't even know what the I is, do you? <laughs> hey, I'd like to ask you, do you identify as LGBTQIA? I'm like, I don't even know what those half of those letters mean. I really don't. Do you? I don't That's funny in itself, really. I can't even name the genders, let alone identify which one I am. How do I know what, how do I know I don't fall on the spectrum? I don't even know what the names are. You're gonna call me crazy. Think about it. I'm not the one making this stuff up. Don't call me crazy. I'm trying to find my way like everybody else. I know what kind of tie I like to wear. Anyway, uh Croatian mercenaries. So it was kind of a religious thing, right? They wore a piece of cloth around their necks. Maybe there was some uh, biblical tie to that, I'm sure. I don't know. Maybe you could delve a little further into that. Croatian. And France. Thanks to the thanks to the French. We have that. Well, see, listen, you know, people like to make fun of the French, but the fact of the matter is, uh, first of all, let me tell you something. People like to make fun of the French like they're weak. And that is not exactly true. There are some pretty tough French guys out there. They have a, you know, uh, pretty uh, formidable uh, section of their military. Don't don't think that they don't. Uh, it's kind of funny when I hear people talk. But you know, they're, they're more into the fashion and the, but so are the Italians. You know, you get into the Mediterranean area down there. I don't know what I'm talking about. But in all seriousness, what would be some reasons to wear a tie? Well, uh, kind of what I already said. You know, I think it's a masculine look that sets you apart from others. Uh, it shows. Uh, a look that's traditional, respectful, professional. There's a reason why, it, and that, those are probably the reasons why it all did come to be. All those reasons, right? A masculine look that, that um, was something formal. It was you know, it's been around a while. I don't know what's the problem with that. I guess in in today's age, that's part of the whole confusion. That somehow it's bad to have formal or respectful and certainly masculine, right? And Croatian, is that white? I don't, I'm not even sure about that. That's like a Mediterranean area, right? But certainly the necktie is racist. It's like practically a noose, right? This is, I think, the way people would look at these things. Why? Not really. Uh, they're just they're creating this purposeful chaos and, and confusion. And we don't have to pay attention to that. We really don't. I think that you know, a lot of this stuff uh, I see something gets said and, and people freak out. People would just ignore it, right? It's almost like we need to go back to like when we were you know kids. We'll just ignore it and, and it'll go away. And I see a lot of that going on to you know with the, especially the LGBTQIA stuff, right? 
You know, like, oh, you know, transgender reads a book and, and blah, everybody's freaking out. And I, I agree. It's, you know, completely distasteful. We've talked about all this stuff, but I don't know. I don't know. They, they, these uh, liberal-minded people, I don't even know if these labels are fair, but, you know, they keep wanting to push, push, push. It's not enough, really, to just remain silent. Oh, you support, right? Right? You have to. People forcing it on. It's become like um it's become like the uh who was it with the uh the lion's den? I'm drawing a blank, the Bible story. Oh, I can't believe it. Daniel, the book of Daniel. Right? What was it? I'm I'm going off of memory. But uh he was being called to worship the king and he wouldn't do it, right? So they threw him in the lion's den. Isn't that right? Isn't that the story? And I think it's a lot the same today. You know, we're being called to worship these things that are not godly. They're just not. And they're not good by any measurable standard. Manly, godly, holy, unholy. Tell me this is good, what's going around, all this uh, anger and confusion. It's not good. How can, how can you say that it's, it's from God? You know, people want to deny that there's a spiritual war going on. There's always a spiritual war going on. What do you think the purpose of the church is for our salvation? Why? Because we're in a fallen world. And so there's always this struggle. And we either fight in the form of being faithful or we don't. And I don't know what all these things mean, by the way. I'm not sitting here trying to preach to you. I'm trying to figure it out for myself. But I know that as I get older, you begin to see that um, I don't even know if I can really explain it completely. It's interesting, really, when you think about it. And we, we are spiritual uh, people, spiritual beings. That we need that, that connection. We need each other. We don't just um, go at it alone, I guess you could say. I guess you can. But I was thinking about this recently, by the way, uh, this going at it alone. Some people do. Throughout history, there have been people. My wife and I were talking about it. And I realize that I prefer to be alone, probably why I enjoy doing the monologue podcast, really, when you think about it. Uh, not that I wouldn't enjoy a podcast where I had a, a bit of a co-host. You know, I really enjoyed being on the radio. Uh, Andy and, and I, uh, I think, share a, a particular dynamic on the radio there that's just kind of hard to find. Um, just something about our communication style really clicks on the timing and so forth. That can be a lot of fun, but it's really hard to find that and then find somebody who's you know able and willing to go along with all that. Typically, I prefer to be alone, but most people prefer to be together. But either way, I mean, when you really think about it, if you were going to try and survive completely on your own, it'd be a pretty hard way to go, right? And, and you'd probably be pretty unhappy for the most part. Now, you might say initially, I'd be happy as a clam. Goodbye, everybody. So long. Uh, but would you really be happy? No, we're spiritual people. We rely on the energy that we provide for each other in practical ways, in emotional ways. And when when uh, that gets you know messed up, when the tumblers get out of place, well, it becomes a problem for all of us, really. So anyway, that's what I some of the things I think about when I think of religion. And I think it is good to wear a tie to, to, to church. Not that I would always wear a tie to church, or anybody would for that matter. Uh, but uh, I think it's good to wear ties. I really do. I think it's good for men to wear ties. And, uh, you know, for the younger guys listening, I wouldn't be afraid to wear it. And as I get older, when the opportunity strikes, I do wear my, my suit with a tie. 
when I was younger, I, I felt that the ties were uncomfortable. And uh, I don't know, for some reason, as I've gotten older, I, I don't have as much of a problem with it. But yeah, it's a certain, it takes a certain effort and a certain sacrifice to wear it. But I think it's good. I think it's good all around. So tomorrow, I'm going to get into these stories. Uh, Russia's getting drones from China. I don't know if that's become widely known in the mainstream media. Zelensky, I believe this is widely known. You've probably heard about this, that Zelensky plans to meet with Z. And uh, that I see as a big deal on a variety of fronts. My gut feeling is that China is going to step in and, and bring peace. I don't think this war is, is what we're being to led to believe that it is. I saw somebody else uh, complaining about this. You know, where's the war correspondence? Where's the where's the the combat footage? Where's the Pulitzer Prize winning photography of the young kids being pulled out of schools? So I'm not getting any of that. What the hell's really going on? Why are we being fed this sanitized, filtered version? Why is that? And that's Ukraine doing that. If Ukraine has nothing to hide and the Russian aggression is the problem, why wouldn't they pull back the veil? Let us see everything. Why isn't that happening? It's very suspicious in my mind. So I don't believe any of it. But, um, you know, this is really a financial move. People fail to realize that. You know, everybody's so deep in debt around the world. Not everybody. Russia's not. China is. China's got a lot of debt. You know, so they got to keep the, the money flow and they got to keep the payments going no matter what it takes. And if that means, you know, starting a little conflict to, you know, spend a little money on a war, that's fine. That's what they'll do. If they have to, you know, create a little, right, look, it's going to create a huge development opportunity. Everything's about real estate development at the end of the day. What do you think illegal immigration's about? Look at what it does for real estate. I was talking to my wife about this. We we're talking about home prices, which is just mind boggling to me especially when I see what it's doing to young people. And I hear so many people saying, well, it's always the way it is. Young people got to sacrifice. I'm like, this is uh, un- unfair, immoral, what's happening. A million dollars for a townhouse around here. You know, we heard about it in San Francisco and New York. Now it's here. You know, I'm not exactly the heartland here, but outside of Philadelphia, common suburb, you know, working class suburb, if you will. We're not in it. It's some... Mass. We have pockets of wealth around here, but this isn't a huge wealth that people are living in million-dollar townhomes, for God's sake. Everything's gotten gotten super skewed. There's a huge problem with the currency and the money. And as was predicted for a long time, that uh, this worshiping of money, this false money, was going to wreak havoc, and the result of it was going to be wars and civil unrest. Bottom line, it's only going to get worse. Only going to get worse, mark my words. More and more frequent. The United States on track to add $19 trillion in debt over the next 10 years. We're going to be over $50 trillion in debt. Do you have any idea? People say, it it just becomes unfathomable. People walk around dazed and confused. That's no way to plan for the future of our country. And we wonder why, why young people are frustrated. We wonder why suicide is high. Uh, because people just have no confidence in anything. Being lied to, being ripped off, the very foundation, the, 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 the way that value is tracked through money is all askew. We're literally getting ripped off every day that we wake up through inflation. Every day we wake up, the money that we have is worth less and less. 
What kind of system is that? Anyway, I'm going to go into all that more and the relationship between the money and the wars. We're going to delve into that a little bit tomorrow, and um, I'll tie that together for you. But today's Sunday, and like I said, I didn't want. I don't want to get too much into that. I wanted to uh, focus on some other things. I got a um, a text from my brother Dave out in Iowa. He sounds pretty good. I'm going to try and reach out to him soon. I'm like so behind on making phone calls, catching up with people. But anyway, we were texting back and forth a little bit, and he was asking me if uh, if I uh, was able to to reduce my fat content a little bit, and uh, the answer is yes, I I did very quickly. Uh, I don't know, twenty five pounds I dropped, and now I'm I'm actually switched to building muscle a little bit, and um, I don't know, there was like four weeks there where I was like super focused. I dropped like twenty five pounds. I don't know the exact timing of it. I didn't really have a goal um, just to reduce my weight was my goal. And, you know, I kind of had a range in mind. But uh, being in the middle of the winter, I I was very happy to drop the 25 pounds. It wasn't like I was like, oh, I'm going to get in the best shape of my life kind of thing. But I feel really good. I feel really good. For me, you know, being in the 250s is a pretty good weight. Yes, I could get down. I wouldn't mind losing another 15, and I may. But I also – was having some problems with uh, hip strength, shoulder strength, and then dropping weight that quickly really uh, can do a bit to affect your strength. And so I just decided that I was going to eat a little bit more and, um, and, and incorporate some resistance training. I've been doing these uh, lunge and squat workouts really easy. Uh, and here's the workout. I will do <clears throat> body weight lunges, no weight. In fact, and if you're... Um, you know, if you're out of shape, and, and I had to start like this because my knees were bothering me, I was overweight, and you can put your hand on something. You can cheat. Any exercise, you can cheat. If you can't do push-ups, uh, put your tailgate down on your truck or, or, or a counter in the kitchen and do push-ups at an angle until you can do a few regular push-ups. Or maybe, um, you know, you're older, you've had an injury, or there's nine million reasons why you might adjust the workout. Nothing wrong with that. Something is better than nothing, right? That should be the the attitude on that. But particularly uh, for me, as I have joint issues and I'm getting older and I don't want to be injured, I take my time. I really, I try to. I still get hurt. Uh, But I would do in the lunges in the beginning, I would do it in a doorway. And so that I could just put my hands on the doorway to support myself just a little bit. And it took enough to take the pressure off when I go down a little deeper. I would do half, you know, you don't have to do full depth, all right? But anyway, lunges um, and then body weight squats in the same approach. If you can't go all the way down, don't go. The best way I, I like to do the body weight squat <clears throat> is uh, what I call sumo style. It's probably not right, but I like to take a stick. I have like a workout stick. It's just a piece of a nice beach walking stick uh, that I pulled out of the woods on a camping trip one day, one time. I know it's like six, seven feet long. It's a nice thick stick. Uh, it's beach, so it's heavy. Probably weighs a good ten pounds, and I use that to stretch and exercise, and sometimes walk. But anyway, I put that in my two hands over my head with my arms spread apart, and I'll do a deep down squat like that, nice and slow down, all the way down deep, and hold that with my hands out over my head. And uh, anyway, there's a variety of ways you can do that. Holding the seated position—that's a 
an Asian move. But anyway, um, lunges, squats, and then when I'm done that, my legs are pretty spent. I just do high knees. Uh, so you're standing in place, bringing your knee as, you know, as high as you can and alternating to the other side. Uh, bringing that up. And I'll tell you, a couple of weeks into doing that, it's amazing how much stronger and firmer my legs are, my hips feel, my posture feels better, and just makes me feel better all around. But here's what I wanted to tell you. Uh, you can very quickly turn your health onto a different track. You know, but you look in the mirror and you're like, you haven't taken care of yourself, some of you, ever. You know, you know it, I know it, the rest of the world doesn't need to know it. Uh, but those of you who have never done a push-up in your life, you know who I'm talking about. The good news is it's never too late. And no matter where you're at, even if you've been in shape before, you know, you can get out of shape. So, you know, what, what you did in the past means nothing. But you want to make a quick change. You can, within a couple of days, uh, be amazed at how much better you feel, how much stronger and energetic. You, you want to know where to begin? Begin by drinking a gallon of water. Make a conscious effort to drink a gallon of water throughout the day. Get some exercise, even if it's just 10 minutes outside, right? Even if you can't go for a walk, go outside, do uh, jumping jacks or or jog in place for, for 5, 10 minutes. That fresh air and that, that movement, get your blood pumping a little bit. And just start eating whole foods for three days. What am I talking about? Nothing that came out of a box or a bag for three days. Attempt to do that. Lean protein, vegetables, maybe a little bit of fruit, and you'd be amazed. Eliminate just for three, three days, a week, ten days, you'd be amazed. Eliminate any uh, processed food, uh, soda, drinks, alcohol, and get a decent night's sleep. You'd do those things for, for a couple of days, a week, ten days, two weeks, you'd become wake up a different person. I kid you not. And, you know, when you look at what's going around in the world today, you know, taking care of yourself, how is it not a priority? And when I look around and I I just look at the the way people uh, appear, their appearance today, it's obvious that there's a problem, is there not? So many people, at least where we're at, they're overweight. So anyway, taking care of yourself, number one, give it some thought. I know I talk about it a lot. I'm going to keep harping on it. You know, get started today. And whatever you're doing, you know, what can you do to improve your health? Flexibility, stamina, hydration. Do you have a decent basic vitamin regimen to cover any uh, nutritional deficiencies? Pretty important stuff, really. And it's very simple. Doesn't cost a lot of money. In fact, it'll save you money at the end of the day. And you'll feel better. Amazed. It's really amazing. Drinking it. Some people never drink it. They're never hydrated. In their life, get hydrated, get outside. I see people walking around, they're, they're overweight, malnourished, uh, overfed, and, and, and sick. Look around, you see it. The, 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 the inflammation is, is readily apparent. People are busting at the seams. It's not healthy, not good for you. And not only is it not good physically, but ultimately, sooner or later, if not already, it's going to affect you uh, mentally and emotionally. Just a fact. Now, a couple other things before I let you go. Listen, they're seriously talking about World War III. I don't think it's going to happen. I'd be a little surprised. I think it's likely China's going to step in and, and defuse this whole thing, and maybe uh, we'll come out of it with uh, that we better start brushing up on Mandarin. I don't know. We're going to see. 
maybe we'll be uh, all be using the yen here the way this is headed. Uh, you know, either way, it, it could be a problem. I don't know. But whatever ends up happening, don't you think it's a good time to make sure that you're prepared on a basic level? I got a couple of things coming up this week. I'm hoping to talk about Hope for Survival uh, and the time that I spent with Butch Erskine there. Uh, we did a great video. We had a great time talk, and we covered it a little bit. But let me just get, leave you with this. I'm not going to get into all this right now. Start by creating a checklist. Think to yourself for a second. Okay, you can go to hopeforsurvival.com, get that book. That would be the first thing. Uh, but short of even that, just sit down with your cup of coffee and a pad of paper and say, okay, I've got one hour until lights out. In one hour, all highways are going to be closed. Any ability to travel by vehicle is going to be gone. Uh, there's going to be no power, no fuel deliveries. It's all going to end in one hour. What would I want to have on hand? Just start thinking in those terms a little bit. And you don't know what the duration is going to be. Maybe the power is going to come back on in a day or 10 or a year. You don't know. When will normal come back? Maybe never. You don't know. You may have to migrate 3,000 miles like the people coming out of Latin America. Do you think you could do that? Are you in any kind of shape to do that? Interesting when you think about it. I'm not saying you got to think on that cataclysmic level, but don't you think a little basic preparation, a little bit of asking yourself, gee, the world is really acting strangely. Would it be a good idea for me to prepare myself a little bit? I would think it is. I'm getting prepared, doing everything I can, and I want to spread the world. Spread the world. Spread the word. Doesn't mean you got to be a freak about it, but put in a little bit of effort. I think you'll be glad you did. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk about these big stories. I sure hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day.